Hey, this is Shelly's friend Donna, and this is the All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast. Aw, thank you, Donna. Yes, it is the All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast, and that is my friend Donna Stewart. She is the news operations manager. I, I believe that's her big title at NBC San Diego. She is also the president of the San Diego Association of Black Journalists. And let me tell you about Donna. I am the immediate past president of the San Diego Association of Black Journalists, and I did a pretty good job as president, but Donna came in, and she took the chapter to a whole new new level of amazingness. So amazing that this past year we were named the chapter of the year, co-chapter of the year for the National Association of Black Journalists. And and that's because Donna has done such an amazing job uh, taking the chapter to just a, a really amazing level. And I get so much joy um, out of being a member of SDABJ because we do so much work mentoring students um, who are interested in careers in journalism and giving away scholarships and our uh, sponsors and donors um, help us to make that possible. And it's just really rewarding work. I know for me, there are so many people who um, who who really put in work to help me learn uh, and, and to help me kick off my career that I just love paying it forward. I love to uh, work with students and uh our future journalists. So thanks, Donna, again for uh, for doing the um, the intro for me. Uh, also, by the way, everyone loves Donna because she's pretty amazing. Uh, and thank you for being amazing enough to do the intro for me. Um, so on the podcast today, we will be talking to Malika Millette, one of the most successful voiceover artists in America. Um, last week, we started off the voiceover series on my podcast by, by telling you how to break into voiceover. So if you're interested in breaking in and you didn't hear that episode, excuse me, go back and listen to it. And you're definitely going to enjoy today's episode. We're going to find out how Malika made her transition from radio into voiceover and how she became so successful. But um, before we uh, talk to Malika, got to remind you where you can find me on social media. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade like. And also I'm on Twitter at Shelly Wade, you got to remember to put that E before the Y or else you're following a different Shelly Wade. So at Shelly Wade, E before the Y on Twitter. Um, my blog is ShellyWade.com. Same applies, the E before the Y. Bookmark my blog and check back regularly. You can find me on Facebook and Instagram at all the rage with Shelly Wade. Like and subscribe. And of course, if you haven't already, subscribe to my All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcasts wherever you get your podcasts. You know, wow, time is flying. Someone was just telling me um, um, a day or two ago, they were like, yeah, Shelly, you know, what are you going to do for Thanksgiving next week? I'm like, what? What? Wait, what? It's Thanksgiving already next week. This time is flying by. Now, on the one hand, I feel relieved that it's flying by because 2020 has been so sucky <laughs> and you're like, good riddance. But on the other hand, it's like, it's it's there's so much to be done. There's not enough time in the day. It's flying too fast, you know? So yeah, Thanksgiving is uh, next week. There are a lot of people making a lot of hard decisions as to whether they're going to uh, spend time with their family um, as they usually do on Thanksgiving or just not. And, you know, listen, it's the times we're living in, um, you know, the COVID world, the 2020 world, those kinds of tough decisions um, 
we're all having um, to make. And I hope that you and your family make the right decisions. And I hope that um, either way, that it's a, a, a wonderful Thanksgiving for you. And, um, you know, and also there are a lot of people who are, you know, experiencing, um, you know, joblessness and and they're wondering where their next meal is going to come from or uh, where the money is going to come from to uh, pay the bills. And so, you know, they may not be so, you know, focused on Thanksgiving as much as they are focused on um, just surviving. And so, you know, prayers up for everyone that um, we can, you know, I'm, I'm just really looking forward to these vaccines working and so that we can get in, back into some sense of normalcy. Um, yeah, prayers up for everyone. Okay, I also want to shout out to my college buddy, uh, Jolando Johnson, for supplying me with my podcast music, the intro um, podcast music. Be sure to do him a solid and follow him on Facebook, like his uh, Jolando Johnson music page. All right, Malika Millette, as promised, um, one of the most successful voiceover artists in the country. She is in New York and I am in San Diego, so of course we had to talk about the weather you're at least you're in nice warm weather right yeah for the most yeah. part it's a little nippy right now you know of course it's like that everywhere but okay um... let's stop what's your nippy <laughs> let's, just, let's just really really investigate where we are right now okay <laughs> let's see what the temperature is right All now west coast like, oh my god it's a balmy 60 i don't know what i'm gonna do i know i swear i i um i am very ashamed of myself because you know being from texas um you know it gets really hot in in texas mm-hmm. and so you know i've gotten into uh, there have been times here where i've gotten into my car and it i'm like oh my god it's burning up it's got to be 100 degrees and then i turn on the car and it's like 68 and i'm like oh oh Okay. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. So I call myself a weather wuss now. It's like I can't take it. You know, any anything, listen, anything uh, above 70 and anything below 60, I just can't deal anymore. <laughs> Yeah, that sounds about right. That's how all of you sound when you're over there. But yeah, it's cool. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to do the podcast with me. I appreciate it. No problem. So the whole gist of of this series is we're talking, um, you know, about radio people who have, uh, you know, made the switch to voiceover. And you have done that in spades. (laughs) Malika, I swear, it is rare for me to turn on the television and I don't hear your voice. It's really rare. Yeah, I, I've been pretty fortunate in that regard. Um, yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I, I do do a lot of commercials, yeah. You, which is pretty amazing. I'm like, that's Malika's voice. I remember one time I posted on your Facebook, I was like, I swear I hear you so much. And you were like, I didn't think people would recognize my voice on that one. But I'm like, no, I know your voice. <laughs> it's so true. Like when people do hit me up, I'm like, you knew that was me? Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> I, I think I, well, I definitely sound different when I'm doing these commercials versus I did Versus how I sounded when I was doing hip hop radio. Mm-hmm. So that's why there's part of me that I'm like, nobody knows it's me. But yeah, some people do. Yeah. People who, yeah. I mean, people like you, of course, who study voices. I know voices. Radio, you would. Exactly. Yeah. So listen, um, let's rewind. Um, you are originally from New York City, right? I am. Yep. Born and raised. Which 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 uh, which borough you rep in? Queens, Q Borough, yes. <laughs> you know, you gotta ask. <laughs> and um, when did you? I know you're an actor. Um, do you consider yourself 
did you I guess we have to rewind to, you know, you know what you trained as. Right. I know you did you attend Spelman? Did I read that right? That is correct. I did go to Spelman College. Yep. Pretty awesome. Pretty amazing. Yeah. And so what did you study at Spelman? So here's the thing. I was an English major. Oh, wow. <laughs> I was thinking you were going to say theater. No, didn't do theater. They didn't have mass comm there, but okay. I I studied English, and really it was because I just liked it. I was one of those undecided people, and when you got to the point, I think I was a junior and you had to declare a major, mm-hmm. I just asked, okay, of all the things I've studied, which one can I complete and be like graduate in <laughs> oh, four wow. years? Because I'm serious. I had like I was I didn't know if I wanted to do math, and then I thought about being a Spanish major, and then it was just so many different things, and. I said, you can finish and be an English major. And I said, well, then there we go. <laughs> so was it, was it, you know, when you left, you know, the big city, left uh, NYC and went down to the South for college, was that a culture shock for you? Yes and no. Um, my parents are from the South. So my father was from South Carolina. My mom's from Tennessee. I was one of those kids, city kids, who spent her summers in the South. Okay, okay. You know, so it wasn't a culture shock in that regard. But yes, being in Atlanta and getting accustomed to because I, when I was younger, I was in the country. Mm-hmm. Atlanta is still a city. It's a big you know? city, yeah. And um, and an amazing yeah. one at that. Right. But it wasn't the same as being in New York. So just getting accustomed to, you know, people talking on the street and that, you know, that Southern <laughs> hospitality and Southern charm. It was it was something to get used to, but it wasn't shocking. So you're walking down the street, people are like, hi, you're like, up. Oh. Exactly. My New York Spidey senses was like, oh, it's about to go down. All right. It's a setup. And it wasn't. They were just saying hi. He said it's a setup. Yeah. That is hilarious. And so you went to the amazing Spellman and then you graduated. And then how did how did it happen? You got into radio. Did you did you act before then or how did you fall into acting? No. So radio. Here's the interesting thing. Voiceovers actually, when I think about it, started first, so mm-hmm. to speak. Um, I interned at a radio station while I was still at Spelman. And so while I was interning, and you know this from radio, most interns, they intern in the promotions department, which yeah. is the prize department. Mm-hmm. And so while I was interning there, the production director would often call me, and really anybody he could get, he would call us in to voice imaging, to do radio imaging, promos, mm-hmm. and so on and stuff, so on and so forth. And so I was just excited to have my voice on the radio. It was B103 <laughs> in Atlanta. Yeah. That's a huge station. Legendary. And, you know, and I'm I'm voicing, I'm saying a little thing here, a little thing there. It was great. Um, and I really didn't have a desire, so to say. I mean, so to speak, of, of doing radio. I just knew I wanted to do something in entertainment, and I'd never worked in radio before. So I really was just trying my hand at it. It wasn't even that it was long-held desire. Um, but from doing, from voicing promos... The program director heard my voice Mm -hmm. and he asked me, have you ever thought about being on the radio? Mm -hmm. And I said, I guess. (laughs) And he explained to me, you know, how a clock works. And he said, why don't you put together a mock air check? And so that started the process of me, you know, starting the path of being a radio personality. But in the midst of all of that, I had been doing voiceovers because they they would always have me voice commercials. And then Mm -hmm. once I became a DJ, you had to do commercials. It was a part of, you know, your your responsibilities. And so I'd always been doing voiceovers while I'd been doing radio. Mm-hmm. And that just went on. But I'd always, that went on for a while, but I'd always had this desire from childhood to act. And so when circumstances led me back to New York, um, I started taking acting classes while simultaneously working part-time at the radio station. And then eventually, you know, acting started to take off a little more and I really had to, you know, make a choice. 
Um, do I want to work radio full time and act part time or do I want to act full time and, you know, let go of radio? And so that's how that transition took place. But you, you know, we got to rewind a little bit because you were in radio for quite a few years. You know, it sounded, oh, yeah. you, you just kind of like it sounded <laughs> like, oh, you know, I did, you know, I interned in, you know, in, in, in Atlanta and then I got to New York and I, you know, did took some acting classes and I was in radio part time. No, no, no. I you were full time. Yeah. <laughs> You're in radio full time for years. I was. I, I was in radio full time in Atlanta, mm-hmm. um, but I was I was doing overnight. So that's 2 a.m. to 6 a.m. That's mm-hmm. a killer shift. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I'd only been doing that for about a year when a new station had flipped in Baltimore mm-hmm. and it was within the same company as the station I was working at in Atlanta. So I applied and I was hired. And so I started doing middays in Baltimore and I did that for about a year and a half. And then the station, I think I had a two two-year contract. Yeah, and about a year into the contract, the station decided they didn't want to be a hip-hop station anymore, and they flipped formats, and they fired everyone. I was on air. Wow. And was, they said, could you get off air? And, <laughs> Wait a minute, and never, no! And never get back on. They fired <laughs> you while you were on the radio? Well, well they were flipping During your formats. shift? I was, do- I was doing middays, and I'll never forget, at around 1 o'clock, because I was so excited, I was giving away a trip to the Bahamas, I think, or somewhere in the Caribbean. And about 12.50, right when I went into that stop set, into that commercial break, they said, hey, Malika, could you come here for a second? <laughs> I mean, I can laugh now. I know, it's, it's I sad went, when you're going right. through it, but it's funny when you hear, when you tell, tell it and back. And when I went into the office, I saw all the DJs, like everyone from the station had gathered. They had been calling everyone into the station. I was the last person to get called because I was still on air. They wanted to and make sure called. you finished working for them. <laughs> Well, not I never got to give away that trip. No, but, uh, but, no, I didn't because I was giving it away at one, and they called me off the air at about twelve fifty. No, no so, you couldn't even do that so, one no. last wonderful thing for the listeners. What? Didn't even know, and so they said, "Yeah, they've decided to flip formats, and they're flipping it at three o'clock, like three p.m. that day." They were like, "It will no longer be the station that it is." So everyone, that's it. Wow. Um, fortunately for me. Um, I was able to land at least a part-time gig at the sister station in D.C. Mm-hmm. So I was still working. I still had a job. But if, if anyone's interested, part-time radio outside of maybe the major markets, <laughs> you can't live off of it. Nope. So, um, <laughs> so, yeah, so I was working part-time in D.C. And I did that for, I'd say, about till my contract was out. I mean, till what would have been my contract was up. Really, my lease was up. That's what it was. Mm-hmm. When my lease in my apartment was up, I said, okay, that's it. I'm going back to New York. And um, and yeah, and then I started working part time. Um, and this is where you, where we met. Mm-hmm. I began working part time in New York and Clear Channel, one of the stations. And so, yeah, yeah, and you were at, at Power, Power One Hundred Five. Come on, yeah, it's a big Power station to be on. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where Malika and I met when we b- both worked in the same uh, office um, in New York City. Well, um, we did, didn't get together actually because when I first started working, they hadn't brought all the stations together. Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah, right. yeah, because we were in different um, offices. Yeah, buildings. you're right about that. Right. You're right. And then when they moved us all down to Bal Canal Street, then that's when we all came together. And, in and Tribeca, yeah. All, all the stations, yep. And yeah. so do I, I distinctly remember, you know, back to when you were saying you walked away from radio, I distinctly, you know, listen, um, <laughs> radio was always my life. There was no such thing as walking away from it for me. As a matter of fact, when I, um, the last job I had, um, you know, iHeart has been doing a lot of laying off. <laughs> and um, they mm. decided, they, wait, they waited till my contract was up. Literally, my contract was up on 
I think August 1st, I guess July 31st. And so when my contract was up, they were like, well, you know, we just went through this whole, you know, um, bankruptcy thing. And, you know, we're just, we're not going to re-sign you. And it was a shock to me because they had been negotiating with my agent and everything for a, wow. a, a probably six months or so. So oh it was, gosh. it was a real shock for me, but I would never, I would never have walked away from a radio job because it was always my life. And so I'm sure that you hear this from radio people all the time. Um, how could you just walk away from your job? Yeah. You just decided, hey, I want to follow, you know, I want to, you know, commit more time to my acting and my voiceover. And it has, it took off and it's never stopped taking yeah. off. If it sounds like I, you know, you hear that people don't leave radio unless they get fired mm-hmm. or they die. Like, that's <laughs> exactly. it. No, seriously. Well, especially, and- you know, Malika, you know, not to interrupt you, but um, when you think about it, when you have a radio job in New York City, the biggest media market in the world, arguably, nobody wants to walk away from that job. You know, so that's why you see the same (laughs) radio DJs on the same stations all the time, unless they decide they're going to let you go or not re-sign you. And so that's why people like, you walked away from Power 105? (laughs) So what what (laughs) went into making that decision? Could you walk us through that? Yeah, I mean... And, and and to this day, I'm sure there are some people who are like, nah, she didn't really walk away. Something happened. I <laughs> promise you, this was completely my decision. I mm-hmm. remember walking into my program director's office and saying, listen, I." and here's the worst part. I still had about a year and a half left on my contract. Wow. I asked to be released from my contract. Mm-hmm. Um, but I knew for a while that it wasn't, it wasn't the be all end all for me. And I think part of it, I used to liken it to an arranged marriage in the sense that, <laughs> no, I'm serious, in the sense that, you grow to love this person, you know, over time, but it's not really the same as that lovey-dovey, I'm in love with you sort of thing, you know? It's, it's not it's your soulmate. It's not exactly. your soulmate. And I think that's, you know, radio, like I said, was something that I fell into. I was just exploring, you know, different creative options when I was in college. And this this internship turned into a full-time job. This never happens. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I understand the enormity. There are people who, who have studied mass comm and interned and done part-time and worked in small markets. And I started the number one station in, in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that doesn't normally happen. But the reality was it wasn't necessarily my dream. It was just something that I was pretty good at and I enjoyed doing. But I had this other burning desire and I knew that I would never really be able to fully pursue it as long as I was in radio. So let me ask you this. Did you wait... I know you were saying your acting was taking off when you walked mm-hmm. away from Power 105. Um, what Had it taken off so much so that you could earn a living from it? Or did you go back and live with the parents? Or how did how did it work out? So, and, and, and I guess when I should, when I say acting, I mean all-encompassing. So that would be commercials, voiceovers, mm-hmm. and acting. So it wasn't like, oh, I got this starring part in this movie. That's well, not what it was. It's acting. It's, but, it's, no, it is acting. Yes. And I actually, I was making a livable wage okay. from, okay. Um, you know, the stuff I was making. I was making a livable wage from radio and a livable wage from my, my acting. And so I, I was fortunate to be able to do that. Now, I will say there were times when I was working in radio where... I mean, sleep and and juggling things, it was just non-existent because mm-hmm. I was trying to do my radio show, but then I would have to go to this audition. And then if I had a booking, I had to find a way. Like, I didn't take, va- if I took a vacation from the radio station, it was to go work an acting job. Oh, wow. Like, you know what I'm saying? I was just constantly working. Mm-hmm. And and you just, there's a certain level of focus and there's a certain level of, of availability that you need to have, I think. Um, 
And I was fortunate to be in a place where I didn't have to have a survival job, so to speak. But also, if I was being completely honest with myself, radio just wasn't my love. Mm-hmm. It was my like, mm-hmm. but it wasn't my love. Yeah. And so, and I wanted to try something. You know, I'm also that person. I get bored easily. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking for something new. And what's your, you what's your zodiac sign? I'm a Leo. Okay. I was going to say, that sounds like me. I'm a Sagittarian. We we get bored very quickly. We're both fire signs. Yeah. We'll yeah. yeah. My <laughs> most compatible. You know, and I'm, I'm not even like a huge astrology person, but I know my compatible signs are Leo and, and Aries for sure. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay. So would you say, like I said earlier, you, I, it's rare. It's a rare day that I turn on the TV and I don't hear your voice. Would you say that now you make more of your 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 living from um, voiceover than, um, you know, actually on camera? Yes. Wow, that's pretty freaking amazing. And then, you know, there's the, you know, like, I'm sure there's like lots of residuals and stuff from that. That's why. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty freaking amazing. You know, I, I, I don't know if you remember, but, um, you know, back when we were in the same office in New York City uh, together, I would sometimes ask you advice on voiceover. And I finally, um, you know, since I stopped doing radio last year, um, have, uh, you know, gotten into studying voiceover and, and doing it, you know, I don't I don't make a, a living where it's a complete salary just yet, but I'm working towards it. Like where you are is where I aspire to be, <laughs> you know, but um, it really it really is a lot of work and dedication. Um, when do you think it, it got to the point where um, your VO overtook your on camera? Um, honestly, VO has always been the strongest suit for me. Now, that's not saying that it was a livable wage always, mm-hmm. but I started doing voiceover first. Mm-hmm. So I, I had a head start on it than I did anything else. And like you said, the nature of residuals, um, it's it's something, it's, it's kind of this thing where you're making money even if you're not in the studio recording. Mm-hmm. But once I got, I would say, at least a good three or four years into it, mm-hmm. I could live off of it. Now, how well I could live off of it gradually got better. I'm not saying, you know what I'm saying? But it was was definitely something where I was able to, um, I was able to make a living just from doing voiceovers. And because voiceovers, I think, was the first thing and the nature of voiceovers, I can do three voiceovers in a day. Mm -hmm. I can't shoot three television shows in a day or do three commercials in a day, Mm -hmm. but I can't. So it just there's the potential for more to be able to make more in a small in a shorter period of time mm-hmm. um and so yeah it's just always been that constant i know that i you know i i hear you on tv commercials all the time but i'm not really privy to um the other kind of vo that you may have uh, extensive experience in can you uh, let us know the other genres that you um uh, do really well in and highlight for everyone some of the stuff I'm, I'm sure people are listening now and they don't realize that they've heard your voice for years on yeah. certain commercials um can you highlight for us some of the um the commercials that you know come to mind for you that you've done um <laughs> yeah I, you know i will say this and i and i will answer the question but i feel that many times voiceovers particularly in commercials is a thing that people don't really pay attention to. Mm-hmm. You pay attention to what's on camera. You pay attention to the actors, but you're not necessarily thinking about the voice that you hear at the end of a commercial saying, you know, go to your local Nissan store today. Like you don't pay attention to that, mm-hmm. but that's the job. Yeah. So, I mean, to that to that end right now, I, I am doing a vast majority of the Nissan spots that you hear, um, Tylenol, um, AARP, 
Cigna, um, I'm trying to think, Tidy Cats, Walgreens I've done. I'm not doing it currently, but that's something recently. Mm -hmm. um, I just did some stuff for Fidelity and Bird's Eye. Like it's, yeah, I mean, <laughs> and over the, I mean, over the years, like if I said, you know, I did a commercial for Discover Card. No one's remembering the Discover <laughs> Card commercial. I did Pantene. No one's remembering that per se, but you know, it's, yeah, it's this thing that, you do, and it's there. And people who are into voiceovers, they probably pay a little more attention. Yeah, like you I know. noticed, and I'm like, there's Malika again, making that yeah. money, making that money. <laughs> so um, what has been your favorite um, voiceover gig that you've gotten? Oh, wow. Favorite. I know it's a lot to choose from, but there's got to be a highlight. Well, so I, you, you'd ask also some of the other um, areas I've done. So Fatal Attraction, which is a, one of the crime series on TV One. Yes, I've yes, been yes. Doing that, I've been doing that forever. I'm, I'm in the 11th season. I'm actually going to start season 11 next week. Mm -hmm. um, so that's doing narration for um, television. That's always been kind of fun mm -hmm. because it changes. I mean, not that commercials don't change, um, but... It does change in some of the stories, and you get to play, you know, different ways. And so I've done that stuff, television narration. I've done promo work. Um, but if I'm, I'm trying to think of a favorite, <laughs> there's certain things that have, I mean, there's some that I've made a lot of money off of. So that was a favorite for a different <laughs> reason. Um, but um, you know what it is? I don't necessarily have a favorite gig. There are a couple of spots that I've done where... Even I sit back and I kind of nod my head and I'm like, yeah, you sound kind of good. <laughs> but but I'll be honest, I am such a perfectionist and like I am so nitpicky. I will listen to my own spots when I see them on television and be like, no, mm -mm. you should have done that. No, you should have, you know what, you should have gone up on that line. That could have been a little clearer, your, your, your diction. Like I am literally critiquing myself mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when I hear it. So I don't know if I, you have to come back to that one. Like okay. I feel like there's something that should have stood out and it didn't right away well if it if it hmm. comes up just let me know I will. what you know what, what kind of advice can you are there like um, actual steps that you can um, give to radio people who are interested in making the transition into voiceover as to you know what they can take to uh, get their their break into voiceover well I'll say this um, you're in a really great position I think working in radio um, because you're getting a level of practice that the average person doesn't get. So for me, if I told you the trajectory of how I started doing really commercial voiceovers, and when I say commercial, I mean not the ones I was doing at the radio station, but but paid commercials, this is how it went. I One of my DJ buddies, Cayman Kelly, who worked at PGC, um, and... I think he was on Sirius. He might still be on Sirius, yeah. He reached out to me when I came up to New York, and he was like, hey, you know, you need to, you need to really be doing this voiceover thing. I'm working with this coach in New York one-on-one. -on -one. You should work with him. So I said, okay. So I got with this coach. I think it was eight to ten weeks, one-on-one. -on -one. When I was done, I had a CD of my work. Because I know people in radio, I handed it off to someone, a producer I know, and I said, can you turn these ten dry commercials, just me doing a read over nothing, can you turn them into commercials? And he said, sure. So he did that for me. I paid him. And then because of my experience in radio, I was able to cut those commercials up and make a reel. I made a reel. I met with a couple of agents. One of the two called me in. The second audition, I was, it was a SAG commercial. Mm -hmm. Now, that sounds like a really quick trajectory. Like, oh, my God, she just took one class. Da -da -da, she had a reel. She got an agent. For five years prior to that, as a radio personality, 
I had been doing commercials almost every day. Mm-hmm. I was helping voice promos. I was doing whatever reads. The production director would give me a spot. When you're on air, you know this. Sometimes people hand you a paper live and you've got to read it and act like you're just having a natural conversation even though it's the first time you're seeing it. Mm-hmm. That's cold reading. I was getting all of this practice for five years before I ever stepped into a class for it. Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people who are in radio, you have that advantage that a person who's just listening right now may not have. And I'm not saying you have to spend five years practicing the craft, but the idea is that, you know, don't think you're going to just take one class. If you haven't been doing this for years, take one class and then bam, you're in it. Um, But for people in radio, I mean, for anyone, I would say you definitely need to get into a class. Get into a class so you understand how to interpret copy. Um, so that you understand just what it's like to to hear yourself in this setting. One of the number one things you'll, every person on radio gets is to stop sounding like an announcer. Mm-hmm. We have a tendency to project. You know, even though you've been taught when you're in the booth, act like you're talking to one person. We still are like live, like so-and-so. You're just running. You have a way of sounding like an announcer. And especially now, if you're interested in doing commercials, the trend is to not sound like an announcer, but to be more conversational. And so you're really going to have to learn how to pull back. And those are things that you can learn when you're working in a class or one-on-one with a coach. So that's the first thing I would tell anyone. I mean, one of the great things now, just with technology being but what it is now, you know, back when I first started in radio, we were doing our air checks, air checks on cassettes. Um, then when I had my first reel, it was on a CD. Now everything is MP3. Everything is online. You have access to other people's reels. You can hear other people. Um, and that's that's the second thing I would say is to study people. I do that all the time. I'm never going to cut the cord, I don't think, when it comes to television because I listen to commercials. Mm-hmm. So I need to hear them. I can't be online where commercials are edited out or they're targeted commercials, so I'm only seeing certain types of commercials because they know what I like. No, I need to hear the full gamut because the majority of the commercials, not the majority, but what my sweet spot is that I'm selling are not the commercials that are targeted to me. So if I was just watching online, I wouldn't see those commercials. Mm-hmm. And I need to be able to hear what's what what's selling. Who are the people who are booking these jobs? I need to hear what they sound like. Mm-hmm. So those are probably the top two things. Get into a class, but also study who's doing it. And that's by listening, if you're interested in commercials. Now, if you're interested in television narration, I mean, the process is still the same. You still want to get in class and study it, but then you pay more attention to narration. Um, for animation, definitely get into a class for animation. I mean, there's so many different facets of a voiceover. And whatever you know niche that you're interested in, Make sure you're targeting that. Make sure you're studying that, not just in class, but also observing what's out there. Okay. And aside from um, voiceover, you are, as we were saying, on camera as well. I remember seeing you on Law, Law and Order. You were, weren't you playing a ruthless attorney? I was. <laughs> I remember that. I was like, oh my God, there's Malika. Um, what else um, would you want to achieve uh, in your career that you haven't achieved just yet? Oh, more. Um, <laughs> I mean, I love, I was, I've always had a love for television. So I would definitely want to do more recurring work or series regular work on a television show. Mm-hmm. Um, I do theater and I love, I mean, right now, of course, uh, there is no theater, but to be able to continue doing that, but really to stretch yourself, you know, I think with anyone, when it comes to art, you don't necessarily want to do the same thing over and over again or play the same character. And so to stretch yourself to the limits, to really, you know, tap into your craft and see what you can do and, you know, get out there. Like, I want to be regularly working 
I mean, and I am regularly working, so I'm not going to say I'm not, but I really want to be doing Mm -hmm. more stuff in television and at least, you know, being able to commit to, at the very least, an off-Broadway play every year. Um, But, yeah, just more. And then, I mean, everyone says you have to write and create your own stuff, and I have a lot of ideas, but, man, getting down and and writing and and, and rewriting and all that, that's still something I'm working on. But. Do you think you would you would always um, be based in New York or do you ever feel like maybe I should move out to the West Coast? So interestingly, I am technically bi-coastal. I mean, I do spend a considerable amount of time and I do have a place that I can stay when I'm out there. So I have been out there um, and I, I, you know, I, I love New York. New York is my home. There's a certain energy that I love. But you go where the work is. You know, okay, yeah. and so, but so much stuff is not. In addition to LA, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in Atlanta now. For sure, um, definitely. Which interestingly, I mean, that's where I started in terms of college, and I'm just like, man, if this stuff was popping off just a little earlier, I might have just stayed in Atlanta. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, I'm willing to go, you know, where the art is. Chicago's another great scene, another great area, especially with theater. So, okay. I'm open, keeping your options open. But I would well, always have a place here in New York because. It's home. Because it's home. <laughs> yes. Well, I have so enjoyed hearing your story, Malika, and um, I appreciate you uh, taking the time to join me on the podcast. Do you want to share any of um, your social uh, channels with, with the listeners? Oh, everything is Malika Millett. Website, MalikaMillett.com. Twitter, Malika Millett, although I don't really tweet. I'm a lurker, so I like to read <laughs> everyone's tweets, but I don't necessarily join in the conversation. Instagram, same thing, you know. If you figure out how to spell my name, I'm not even going to say it. You'll find me. (laughs) That's been my struggle my entire life. People still get it wrong, even when I do spell it for them. So I'm not going to. (laughs) Yeah. Well, it's such a pleasure pleasure talking to you. Excuse me. And um, talking to you, Shelly. Look forward to hearing your voice again on commercials every day. (laughs) Well, thank you. I I look forward to working as as often as I can. So that can make that happen. Yeah. Yeah, what a fun conversation. I kid you not. If you watch television regularly, you hear Malika's voice several times during the day. Um, I was just watching TV over the weekend and I heard her voice on a Nissan commercial. And then immediately after that, she was on an AARP commercial as well. Definitely something to aspire to. Next week, I continue my From Radio to VO series in um, voiceover for the podcast. I interview the legend. Randy Thomas, the first woman ever to live announce the Academy Awards. Yeah, the Oscars. And when I tell you that Randy is dropping some nuggets of wisdom, man, you are going to enjoy listening to her episode of the podcast. Listen, she's dropping some wisdom, whether you're coming from radio to VO or just coming from anywhere to VO or just living life, period. You're going to love the the nuggets of wisdom that Randy Thomas has to share. So be sure to listen to next week's episode as well. Listen every week to the All the Rage with Shelly Wade podcast. If you haven't already, subscribe, follow, like on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts and follow me on my social uh, media channels as well. You can find me on Twitter at Shelly Wade. Don't forget that Shelly's spelled with an E-Y. My blog is at ShellyWade.com. Of course, Shelly's spelled with an E-Y. Again, on that, bookmark the blog and check back on it regularly. I'm on Instagram at the one and only Shelly Wade. And please do find my All the Rage with Shelly Wade Facebook page and YouTube channel and uh, like and subscribe to those as well. Thank you so much for listening. I 
really appreciate you um, as we all uh, just try to navigate these waters during these really uncertain times. I hope that uh, my podcast can be a sense of, um, you know, a source, excuse me, a source of, um, of entertainment and sometimes comfort and anything, you know, that's positive. I try to put that positive energy out there and um, I hope that you're feeling, I hope, hey, listen, I hope you're picking up what I'm, I'm putting down. <laughs> And uh, I love you for listening and I will talk to you next time. Take care of yourself. Be safe out there.